How do you work with energy? What is consciousness? What's meant by karma? And how can you raise your vibration? That's just some of what I discuss in this episode of the Choosing Happy podcast when I chat with the amazing Mayala Maxwell, a powerful coach and energy healer. If you'd like to find out more about Mayala, go to her website, www.purplepathway.com, where you'll also find details of her really popular group healing sessions. And you can also sign up for her free Uncover Your True Self membership, which is on Facebook. All of the links to these are in the show notes. And if you love this episode, please do share and do sign up. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review as all of the support helps promote the podcast. And I do really appreciate that. Let's dive into my chat with the amazing Mayella Maxwell. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Choosing Happy podcast. This is episode five, and I'm really excited today about chatting with a really good friend, Mayala Maxwell, who's an energy healer, a coach, and I have had personally some remarkable results with her over the last couple of years. I've also known Mayala for over 15 years, and I've been so blessed to have her in my life. Welcome, Mayala. Thank you. Really, it's been 15 years. Whoa. Yep. Actually, it feels like it actually feels like we've been friends longer. Possibly. It does. 15 years doesn't it's like, oh no, I'm sure I've known you more <laughs> much longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. And just to begin with, could you tell us a little bit about you, what you do, who do you help, and how do you help them? Okie dokie. Um, well, I'm a coach. I've been coaching since 2000, well, before 2000, but officially since 2000. Um, and then in 2008, I discovered uh, what's called theta healing. And uh, I've kind of made that my own and gone into, well, included lots of other things that I do when I'm working with clients. Um, and so what I do is I work with individuals who are stuck effectively stuck in uh well well anything any particular area of life it's not specific to any one area uh people who have choices to make don't know where to go with the choices decisions to make don't know where to go with the decisions stuck in patterns things are going the same thing happens no matter what they do where they go they, they just, it, nothing is shifting and changing. Um, so, yeah, so working with individuals who, well, how I work really is I'm looking at what is in their subconscious in terms of beliefs because all the issues, this is what I believe, my opinion, if you like, my belief, and it, and it comes from... <clears throat> all the work I've done with people, is that everything that occurs in our lives comes from some kind of belief system that we have or is created by some kind of belief system that we have. And those beliefs can be this lifetime. They can be come from our parents, our ancestors. 
They can come from the media, from our culture, watching television. But they also, whether <clears throat> whether you believe in reincarnation or other lives, um, doesn't make any difference to my work because I still get the 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 uh, belief systems can come from other lifetimes, from many many lifetimes. Because um, one of the other things I, I, that I've discovered is that. I think I might. Am I going off on a tangent? <laughs> no, no. Keep going. It's okay. absolutely fine. Um, one of the other things, one of the things I've discovered for myself is that when I first started doing this, I believed in past lives, you know, like linear lifetimes. But of course, now it's like there's no way. There's no way that it's linear. Uh, you know, time is a human construct, and when when I when I'm working with the energy of beliefs. Time just isn't a factor. Um, so when I'm testing beliefs, because what I use is a, a simple muscle test, uh, well, the client uses the, I get them to use the test. So they're testing their beliefs. Yeah. And so I, when I'm asking them to test a belief that uh, that I see originates from another lifetime, I say it like I get them to say it like it's in the present. Yeah. Not like you know I was, um, I don't know, I was a, can't think of what it was, what, what I could say. Um, you know, I was a nun in a, another lifetime. I take the was out and I say, I am a nun in another lifetime. Because it used to be when I used to put the was were in some other life, in, in some past lifetime, it was never quite there. It was never quite on point. Right. Now I treat it like it's all happening now and it's spot on. Yeah. Every time it gets it's spot on. So um so whether that means that all these lifetimes are all happening now <laughs> or not, I have no idea. But the that's my sense of it. It it doesn't when I'm working with the subconscious it's the subconscious beliefs that I work with really. Um in working with them, it, time just isn't there. It doesn't exist. Um, you might have to ask me the question again. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I, I think you you answered it. Um, all of this, um, the, the last episode was on an introduction to energy, and this is kind of following up on energy. So mm -hmm. how does your healing relate to energy, and, and what, how do you interpret energy? That's rather a huge question. Um, and, uh, well, how do I interpret energy? Well, I just I have to just look at it from how I work and, and uh, how I understand my life. And, um, you know, at base level, everything is energy. And... Oh, it's a bit. It's 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 simplistic, and yet it isn't. Um, ask me a different question. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's hey, your what is energy? Is this like it's so huge? I don't know. I can't well, answer that. Okay. Is there a, a a framework? So, if you're working with someone and you're talking about working with energy, is there a framework that you put around your interpretation of energy for that? 
Okay. Okay. Good. So then the framework, yes, is um, that the energy of our thoughts and beliefs affect, attract our life, what's happening in our lives and what, what we bring into our lives, what we exclude from our lives, whether we consciously want that or not. If we have a subconscious belief that is, I am unlovable, for example, you may consciously, consciously believe you're lovable, but if this subconscious belief is I am unlovable, that has much more power uh, energetically. And what happens is you you that will manifest itself in you pushing away love, uh, not recognizing love. It, you know, it shows, shows up in different ways with different people, but it's, you know, you get love and you it disappears, it never lasts. Um, you know, there are many ways in which I am unlovable will show up in the world. But if you don't recognize that you carry the belief, the energy of that belief, I'm unlovable in your subconscious mind, it's very hard to deal with. You 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 cannot change it. So you have to recognize it. And my what what happens is when I when people get taking the I am unlovable as an example, if they get that they've got that in their subconscious, once it comes into the conscious mind, it's like an aha moment. Yeah. And it disappears, or it, you know, I can do some work with them to have it disappear. So the energy, so I suppose that's the big, the, 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 the big framework, if you like, is that the energy of your belief systems runs your life. Right. The energy of your subconscious belief systems runs your life. And until that's brought into the consciousness, the awareness, and you can see in what you've learned from it, the wisdom you've gained, because there's, there's, I believe that the energy of those subconscious beliefs is chosen by us. So when we're planning to come into this life, there are experiences that we want to have. And, and I believe that in order to have some of those experiences, we have to bring in some belief systems. It's like we've got this um, foundation of belief systems that allows us to experience what we want to experience. Yeah. Um, but I think what happens is, because we don't remember that, you know, we come into into our human life and we don't remember what we what we want to learn this lifetime because that that would defeat the whole point, defeat the whole purpose of being here in a human body. Um, so, in 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 that plan, we've we we create these. Uh, foundational belief systems that are useful, but then there's a point at which they don't, they're not useful anymore. And I don't think we know how to let go of them or people get stuck in, in the energy of that, even though it's done. Right. 
And I think that's when they find me. <laughs> it's done. Now what do I do? <laughs> Although they wouldn't necessarily say that. Obviously, it's not a conscious thing. Mm. And is there any karmic influence? What's your feelings around Ooh, karma? Karma. Karma is interesting. Um, and I've, I've could have sort of changed my understanding and beliefs around it over the years. Um, but I think a lot of people see karma as a punishment. And, yeah. and I think I did too, but I don't anymore. Especially is because I now believe that we have a life plan yeah. that we come in with, you know, we, we're sitting wherever we're sitting, <laughs> although we're probably not sitting, you know what I mean? Um, you know, wherever we are in the, in the uh, dimension where we're planning our life to come into this world, um, the, there's no punishment there. There's no, uh, yeah, I don't believe that, uh, that we see that we've done something wrong and we have to be punished. I, I think in that dimension, that just isn't, doesn't exist. It's only here that we've created punishment and sin and, you know, karma and I think karma now, I believe karma is more around the, in the realm of, and I get this because I've listened to, you know, Sadhguru? Yeah. You know, yeah, I've listened to him about karma and a few other people as well, but um, also, what's his name? It, it escapes me. It'll come back to me later. Anyway, um, so the karma now for me is, where when we die and go to the next dimension, whatever it is, our soul then look gets to look at all the places where we've, you know, let's say, for instance, we wanted to be learning um, about being a victim in this lifetime. And we came into that, we come into this life and we want to learn what all the, all the experiences about being a victim. When we die, uh, what we get to do is I think we get to look at, uh, dying is not the right word, but, you know, when we pass on yeah. to the next <laughs> level, dimension, yeah. frequency, we get to look at uh, how well we've learnt or experienced the victimhood, you know, and what have we done that's given us the learning that we wanted and where, what have we done that didn't yeah. give us the experience or was, was um, blocking or in the way of. And if we did something that was hurtful in this space, time space to another being, then you get to look at that and experience that. And then you get to choose, well, given I wasn't so good in there, the next lifetime, I'll take that on and make that my learning. So that is karma. It's like you get to choose your own. We, not you, we get to choose our own karma, if you like, like what's going to be our next learning. Yeah. So, so karma is more, for me, it's more about the learning, the experience and the learning from the experience. Yeah. Rather than a punishment. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at as well. That's yeah. 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 Cause it's, I think it's about completing the learning and 
if, for instance, when you, you mentioned the, the patterns that you, you don't remember what you came in to do and you can get stuck in the pattern. So you can, in effect, not complete that learning. You can't complete that karmic experience so that maybe you have to come back and do it again. So, Yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, even um, coming back and having to do it again, I think it's our choice. Mm. I don't think we have to. You're right. I think we choose to. Yeah. Although it does feel like when we're here that we have to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's very true. (laughs) It's a bit like, I don't know if this is true or not, but it's a bit like um, uh, the the theory, because I think the theory that when when we're born, we forget that we're a spiritual being coming into a human experience. And I don't, you know, when we're born, we don't forget it, but it's kind of forgotten out of us as we grow. So when we die and go to spirit, I think we forget what it's like here. We forget that it's painful and hurtful and it can be hard here. Yeah. And I think we forget that. And we're making all these wonderful plans out there with, with, our soul group or whatever. And we, I think we, we, we don't remember the pain. <laughs> so I think it works both yes. ways. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's a, it's an empowering way of thinking about it. I think. Yes. Yeah. You've kind of touched on dimensions in a way. Dimensions. Dimensions. So what do you understand by dimensions? I mean, you mentioned it. Um, yeah. The removal of time, for instance. Mm. I I, I really don't know, to be honest. Um, So I'm just going to kind of give you my, my, well, it's all my opinion anyway, but Mm. um, my, I tend not to really use dimensions. Um, For me, it's more about frequency, vibration. because depending on your frequency, the, your, your, the, the frequency of your vibration will give you the level at which you see things. Does that make sense? Kind of. Could you expand a little bit more? So, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't see, I don't really, I'm not clear about dimensions, to be honest. I think... Um, Okay. I think it's a made-up word. I really, I mean, no one's explained it to me in a way that really makes sense to me. So I think we'll pass that question <laughs> because I can't give you, I don't think I can give you a, a realistic. <laughs> okay, um, well, the, the, the way that I'm kind of understanding it, because, again, similar to you, I've heard multiple versions of what dimensions mean um but i do get an impression that it's important to have some understanding of it right now and in terms of where we are mm-hmm. um and i i think you're from my understanding you're absolutely right that it's actually level levels of frequency mm-hmm. so someone in the third dimension isn't vibrating as high as someone in the fourth or, or fifth dimension mm-hmm. and that there are many, many dimensions. And if we're being ETs and light beings, that they vibrate at higher levels than we do. Yeah. Um, 
So could I just also add hmm. in there that um, I don't know that it's a higher level. I think it's a quicker, faster level. Yes, sorry, that's what I meant, higher frequency. Yeah, Um, yeah. no, I just, because I think some people, some people um, tend to think that the higher levels are more superior, and I don't think they are. I think they're just different. Yeah, from from what I've been listening to, for instance, is that um, you've got higher frequency beings who are different, communicate differently, Mm -hmm. but they they are amongst us similar Mm -hmm. to learn and to grow and to expand. So even though they're vibrating at higher frequency so much, so you don't even know they're there. Exactly. um, They are still learning and moving forward as well. Yeah. I mean, if you, my understanding is that there are around us all the time, there are past relatives who've who've passed over there are sort of angels guides all these different energies that are here you know um and you're right because they're they're vibrating at a different at a higher frequency because that we can't see them or a faster frequency because we can't see them but i think that's why i was taking out the higher and the lower because mm. in the those spirits who've passed over are not necessarily more intelligent or aware or or any of that, but they're still vibrating at a higher frequency, yeah. at a faster frequency. Yeah. <laughs> Say it right. <laughs> so they're still vibrating at a faster frequency because we can't see them. Yeah. 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 So where does consciousness fit in? Oh, <laughs> where does consciousness fit in? Well, I think the same thing, to be honest. In terms of frequency, actually, hang on. Um, well, there's different levels of consciousness, obviously. There's the um, conscious, aware, awake yeah. level of consciousness. I suppose you could relate that to the, the frequencies of the um, the brainwave frequencies. Yeah. That might be an easy way to to relate to it. You know, so the very slow uh, delta and slow, very slow theta brainwaves where we're asleep. So there's the there's that consciousness where we are asleep and yet there's still stuff going on. You know, our bodily functions are a level of consciousness. Mm. But I think when we're asleep or when we're in, 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 in different levels of sleep, we're dreaming, even, the, even though we may not remember them. Isn't that also the opportunity for out-of-body experiences? But maybe Absolutely. you don't remember them. Absolutely. Yeah. Many, many people are, uh, get out of body. I mean, I've attempted it a few times. <laughs> I think I did it once. <laughs> but, I've, but I've had lucid dreams. Yeah. Which is the, the, the sort of the theta brainwave, really. Yeah. Uh, but there are different levels, different... Um, speeds of frequency with that um and then you come up to the 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 alpha and the beta uh and then the far the faster ones gamma i mean there are a lot more yeah but those are the sort of five five that are fairly well known um so there are many different levels of consciousness i mean there's 
it's it's hard to say because I think that the level of consciousness that that you get into if you're um, high on uh, some drug, you know, whether it be something like ayahuasca or um, I don't know cocaine, they those are also different levels of consciousness. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't want to get into the destructive levels of consciousness. <laughs> Not that ayahuasca is destructive necessarily, but it can be used destructively. So also in terms of consciousness and energy, because consciousness kind of is energy, um, when we're talking about the consciousness of the planet, the consciousness of trees, of animals, mm. the consciousness of the universe, um, and there's also the theory that everything is connected consciousness and consciousness is source as well yeah um so what's your thoughts about absolutely totally agree with you everything everything has a consciousness even the mountain has consciousness you know the stone has a consciousness um absolutely it's all connected and i think um just with my work what i do is i i'm shifting my focus to tune into that stream of consciousness that is that is known as the energy of all that is. And we all have that ability. We can all do that. You know, we can all, every single one of us has the ability to tune into the frequency, to any frequency, to the yeah. frequency of a stone, to the frequency of the ocean, to the frequency of an animal. We all have that ability. And there are many people on the planet who do that really, really well. And, you know, and use, you know, there's many crystal healings and um, all the different varieties, sound healing. We can all tune in. And I think it really just does depend upon what you're focusing on. So where where's your focus? So, yeah, it, I, and and I like to, I like to keep it simple that way. In that, it's all possible if 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 you can focus on something and practice focusing on something, you will enhance that skill. I think that's very important right now when many people are focused on fear. Yeah. And negativity, um, what would you suggest or um, what would you focus on to keep out of that lower? Yeah, no, it's not, it, it isn't easy. It really isn't because so many people are um, drawn to the mainstream media to, and not really looking at what's outside the mainstream media. So, and the fear. It, you know, it's palpable and has been. So in terms of what people can focus on, you know, it's a bit of a bit of a cliche, but it's it's accurate in that if people can take their awareness within, you know, and, and people are like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> it's a good question. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> and for me, what it means is um if you can just sit quietly for a moment and listen, take your awareness to your heart and listen. 
So it's coming out of your head. And again, that's not always easy if you're not if you haven't done that before. If that's not something that's in your um, awareness, so what does that mean? Well, it just means that exactly that. Sit quietly, take your awareness to your heart, and listen. And you may not hear anything. You all you might hear initially is the chatter of your mind. Fine, keep practicing it. Just bring even if it's five minutes. I say to some people, if you've got no time. Do it when you're sitting on the loo. <laughs> what else are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? But I think that's the thing. It's shifting the focus. So if you take your awareness to your heart and just see what, and ask your heart a question, you know, what do you want? What's your truth? What is the truth that, that makes my heart happy? What makes my heart sing? You know, this is the happy podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, well, what is it that makes you happy? Yeah. What is it, that, you know, and it doesn't matter what it is. It could be sitting in a window watching your birds. It could be sliding down a slide. I love sliding down. I love these, you know, the, the big fat ones you get in the in children's playgrounds. I'll yeah. go on a slide down. They're fabulous. Anyway, I love swings anyway, but yeah. A swing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, it's just, it's turning your focus to something that makes you feel good. Yeah. And watching, and that's it really. It's that simple, but you've got to practice it. Yeah. You've got to train your brain, train your mind. And I mean, it's, sorry, go on. I was just going to say one, one of the things that I love about this time of year especially where I live in nature, is that there's a different flower opens every day. Mm. So although I do the same walk, my whole purpose is to find the next beautiful flower that I haven't seen yet this year. Wonderful. So, yeah. You should take some pictures and put, post them. Yeah, I probably should. <laughs> I will, I will. <laughs> One of the um, things I do is, sorry. And I was just going to say, but that there, you know, now there are, hundreds it started off you'd see two flowers a day but literally getting into 40s 50s 60s mm, so beautiful. beautiful yeah yeah well I don't have that available to me here but what I do have because I'm you know South London is um as I'm walking there's lots of gardens with rose bushes and mm. I stop and I smell the roses and they are just beautiful you know, in the middle of London, you, you've got some real beautiful nature uh, things that you can do, things that make you smile. And I think it's it's really that simple. Do yeah. what makes you smile. Do what makes you, you, you happy. Do what makes your heart sing. On the podcast last week, one of the, the things was some research that um, – oh, his name escapes me at the moment um, – Mind to Matter, Dawson Church, and his ah, yes. book, um, that happiness is contagious mm. to, to three or four levels out mm. removed from you. Um, and for me, I remember when I was living in London, one of the things I used to focus on was by the time I got to work, because my commute was an hour and a half, that I uh, got three people to smile. Perfect. Um, 
And yeah, and that's just simple things like that. Just yeah. just having those that that make a difference. So the focus, as you say, isn't really on outside. It's what you can do to focus on happiness and and exactly. bring that energy up. Yeah. And if you if you if you do that and raise the energy of of joy or happiness, you know, whatever level that is within you, exactly, it will affect everybody else. But you have to do it here first. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Because it will, it ha- absolutely has a ripple effect. If everything you do, and I think this is, this is really hard, to, you know, we, we talked about the dimensions and whatnot, but this is hard to get your head around um, for some people. For some people, it's easy. Anyway, <laughs> um, is that every single thing, and I mean every single thing, every single thought you have, every single action you take has an effect mm. everywhere. Yeah. And it's, you know, I'm like, oh, my mind, my mind goes, <laughs> don't believe it but it's it's accurate it really is yeah. even you know for some people it's easy for people to get this though that you can be thinking about somebody and they'll phone you yeah yeah or somebody phones you and you know immediately who they are who they are so to the to the extent that you get that it's just expanding that out to understanding that every single thing is affected by what you do and by what you don't do. Absolutely. Uh, just a simple example is um, getting interviewees for the podcast. <laughs> right. I've got some really good interviewees, but that wasn't where my focus was. So I wasn't celebrating that. Now, I could easily have missed those mm. emails just because my focus wasn't there. Yep. Um, so it's about bringing it back, celebrating and responding with that energy of yep. celebrating. So. Yeah. 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 It is fascinating. It really is. It is. And I think um, important now is, you know, that this, this theory of re- raising the vibration of humanity so we move out of the fear as you know the whole of humanity mm-hmm. moves out of the fear and yeah. the um restriction that we we find ourselves in now so that mm-hmm. there's a tipping point where we can all move beyond that and and create something new and exciting mm-hmm. for the planet yeah um, yeah what are your thoughts on that one well, it's interesting because um, you have to get beyond the sort of the blame, the powers that be, um, and look at it from a much, much bigger perspective. And if you, if I look at it from a much, much bigger perspective, this is probably not a popular thing to say, but I'm going to say it, <laughs> um, is that at the level of at the humanity at the humanity level we as human beings given we create our lives we collectively have created yes all of it the, yeah. the virus and all of that 
I just imagine someone wanting to shoot me now, but hey, <laughs> shoot me. I don't care. Um, uh, so given that, there's a much higher purpose behind it than we can imagine right now. Yeah. Beyond the so-called uh, conspiracy theories of there being this, you know, beyond that. Um, so if we, so just taking that, if we have, and I say if because al although I believe it, I could be wrong. Um, who knows? <laughs> um, I'm not dead, you know. I'm not. I'm not over there, so I can't see. <laughs> um, so if we have all created as a collective, we've created this. There has to be a damn good reason why. And so I'm trusting that the damn good reason why will show itself soon. Yeah. And we as a collective can raise our vibration to make the outcome more uh, useful, more wonderful, more joyous than if we stayed in our fear-driven vibration. Yeah. Um, I got something else as I was talking there. Oh yes, um, the the other thing to say about that is that, given that humanity is creating this, each individual soul that has passed over and that will pass over through the res as a result of this pandemic, lockdowns, whatever, has agreed to it. Yes. At the soul level. Mm. And that is so, so hard for many people to, to really understand. Yeah. You know, and there's a, the, even part of me, it's like, oh, do I really want to believe that? Well, I do believe it. Yeah. But it's, it's like, wow. And it's a big wow. Mm. But it's also a really, really powerful wow in that, if we can, each individual, if we can really get for ourselves that we choose this life, we've chosen what we want to experience, we've chosen our parents, we've chosen where we want, where we've come into the world, we've chosen the moment in time we've come into the world, but that doesn't take anything away from our free will. Mm. We still have free will. But given that we've chosen, and, and I, Believe also, we we choose the way we're going to pass back, pass over again. Okay. So, sorry, did that just answer? Did I answer your question? Yes. Yes. yes <laughs> sorry. <Yeah. laughs> no, no, no. It's it's, it's interesting. Um, the 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 word that comes to mind for me that I, I'm reminded of is um, about taking adult responsibility. Um, we've been spoon-fed a lot by media, states, yeah. everything else, mm. that we've forgotten that we're free in a way. Yep. Um, so it's it's that ability to make choices for your life, for yourself, and understand that you can create that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think if people get that that they they chose it right from the very beginning, hmm. it's a lot easier to then say, okay, this is my life. I chose it. Yeah, I'm going to do what works for me. Yeah, without hurting anybody else. And I think that's a vital, vital point is that, yes, you have free will to do what it is you want to do, but you do not harm another being no. in any way, shape or form. And it's also not harming yourself by taking it as blame because we're talking about mm. responsibility, how you mm. respond to things. Good not point. about, you know, you're guilty and shamed and that's not what we're talking about here. <clears throat> no, that's a very good point. Responsibility is a freedom. It's not, it's not, the media has used it so much as a word of blame and guilt and shame. And it isn't. Responsibility is a freedom. It's saying, hey, you can do this. This is yeah. your, it's up to you. It's you empowering. can take responsibility. It's empowering. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but it also includes in that, it includes that, Yes, it is your responsibility, and it's your responsibility to deal with the consequences of whatever it is you do or don't do. Absolutely. But there's no blame there. There's no, you know, it's, it's so misused, that word. Yeah. Responsibility. It's, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's not blame. Stop blaming, using it yeah. as a blame word. And it's, I, th I think one of the other things around that responsibility is that it's okay to fail and to try mm. Mm. Um, because all of this is new. We don't get given a, a roadmap. Nope, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, no. that's the purpose is to learn and to grow and evolve. And you can only do that by what's supposedly a failure, but, you know, not getting it right first time means mm. that you, you learn from that and you try again. Yeah. It's the only way we've progressed is by yeah. making mistakes and failing. Yeah. And, you know, you, there are loads of people, you know, Edison and Tesla. And I mean, there's so many people, famous people who've failed enormous amounts of times. Yeah. You know, the amount of businesses that have gone into, that have failed, have gone into uh, liquidation or whatever it's called. But the person's gone on and, made a huge success at a later stage because the only way we learn is through making a mistake. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not, maybe not the only way, but one of the major ways. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to, it's, it's a, it's a, it's probably the best way to learn. Yeah. Cause then you learn what you're capable of. Absolutely. Yeah. Powerful stuff. And so kind of to, to circle it all background again if we're talking about healing and using energy as healing um there's there's self-healing and then there's working with someone like you which is more of a facilitated healing mm. yeah um and we we kind of touched earlier on that you work with with source um how how does that work how does your style of energy healing work so if someone's interested in working with you how how would they understand it um well we how it works is i have we have a conversation and i tune into their frequency and i get information so i'm tuning in to 
my focus is on the stream of consciousness, given that we already always know everything, which is another blow your mind. <laughs> but we, we do, and our bodies know the truth. Um, so given that we – so my focus is – or I shift my focus to the energy of all that is, source – whatever you call it it's the energy that is all knowing that is that we're all made up of so what i do is i i my client comes to me there's a particular issue and i scan i just i'd say okay i'll i'll have a look see what i get and what i then get is i get so i ask a question that is relevant i ask a question of source to show me whatever and then what i get is images usually sometimes i'll get a word and it's all symbolic the words tend to be specific but the images tend to be symbolic and then so i then i have a conversation and and see what makes sense and i get them to muscle test the the beliefs that i've come up with and then we look at <clears throat> getting to the source of that belief so they may hold a belief subconsciously and it may be just we can deal with it there and then. And what I can do is just say, with their permission, have source, have it be sent to the light. So it disappears. Or we dig down to see uh, what learning they, they wanted from that, to see what wisdom they wanted to gain, and to see whether there's any other wisdom or, or uh, learning from that. And if there isn't, we can remove it. And when I, re in removing it, all I'm doing is having brought it to their conscious mind, which is a vital point, yeah. getting it consciously, I then can say, okay, can we now send this to the light? Yes, we can. And it goes. And then we muscle test and it's gone. And it blows me away every time because I, I'm, I'm like, yeah, this works. It's extraordinary. <laughs> so, I mean, that's effectively what I'm doing. I'm using my so-called psychic skills, which again, we all have, and I've just practiced and used them and uh, become more, uh, have become more, have more mastery over them, with them, not over them, um, such that I, what amazes me actually now, I can do it with my eyes open. I never used to be able to do it with my eyes open, but now it's like, oh, I get things with my eyes open, which is brilliant. Anyhow, um, I, I don't know. Does that explain what I do? <laughs> yeah. Can, can I just come back to yeah. the, the muscle testing? Because I did yes. mention kinesiology and power mm. force last week. So yes, can you just explain course. a little bit? Yeah. Muscle yeah. Well, the, that's what's so brilliant. I mean, um, the power versus force is, is superb. So the muscle testing is based on the fact, because it's been proven, because many, many kinesiologists, is, you know, over the years, it's all been tested and, uh, you know, I don't know people's names, whatever, but yeah. Um, David Hawkins. David Hawkins, yeah. Yes. There's a lot of scientific energy, he, uh, scientific I, papers that 
yeah. prove it. Yeah. Yeah. So the body knows. The body holds everything, every piece of knowledge we could possibly ever want to know. And so what I do is I use a very simple sway test, or they can, if, if people know how to do muscle testing, they use their fingers. And all we're doing is we're tapping into that wisdom of the body. And it's that simple. So what, what I do is I, I get them to test, you know, a belief like I love myself. And they see, they sway. If they sway forward, it strengthens. If they sway back, it's weakened. And therefore, if it's a yes, they sway forward. If it's a no, they sway backwards. So they're moving away from it or moving towards it. It's positive or negative. But I don't ask a question because mm. it's too easy then for the conscious mind to go, oh, don't like that one. And it kind of skews it a bit. Mm. So I make it a statement. Yeah. And... Uh, that's what we're tapping into. You know, it's, it seems simplistic and it is simple. It isn't difficult at all. It's really, mm. and I think that's where we're moving to. If every single one of us could just trust, and that's the, that I suppose is the issue is trusting it, you know, it's like, well, my body said yes, but do I trust it? Oh, <laughs> that's a big <laughs> issue. And I yeah. work so many with so many people around trust issues, trusting themselves. I can't say I relate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh, it, trusting your intuition. I, 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 I feel, um, you know, I used to tune in a, a lot more a few years ago, but with things that have happened, I, I resisted it, and I, I think. I know that I'm being called to do, to tap back into that. And I I find that a lot more people that I'm coming into contact with are tuning in and being more intuitive at the moment yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Again, for me, it's the same thing. Everybody is intuitive. We just call yeah. it different things. You know, it's your gut feeling, it's, you know, whatever. But, uh, and I... <sighs> I just I would love for every single person on the planet to realize that they are creators of their own lives. They are intuitive. They can use their intuition. They can use their psychic skills. We are every single one of us is a spark of divinity. Yeah. And we all have the ability to do everything we want to do. We are so much more powerful than we realize. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. I had a wonderful time with Mayala. You can find all of the links to Mayala's website and to my website within the show notes and next week in episode six we're looking at all things purpose how to find your purpose what your purpose is do we only have one purpose in life so join me then i'm heather masters and this is the choosing happy podcast